Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I really think that this country as a whole needs more people to leave and come back, you know, and to, to travel. Get your passport. Go experience something. Come back. See how it changes you and how that affects your life and those people around you. Welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part, it won't break your bank. And now, the Budget Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. This is episode 54 of the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. And today we are starting a new series for the next four episodes, which will be interviews with people who have started businesses out of travel. And today is kind of extra special because we're doing something unprecedented on this podcast. I can't even say this without smiling, laughing. Um, our first guest for this next series is actually myself. And no, I'm not going to do a solo show today, nor am I going to conduct my own interview. I actually brought in a ringer for this episode. I figured what's better than bringing in one of the best in the business to make me sound good on my own podcast. So we have the one and only Nathaniel Boyle, who is host of the Daily Travel Podcast, which if you haven't checked that out yet, you should. It's incredibly inspirational. And Nathaniel also happens to be one of our guests for this series. So Stay tuned for more from him in the near future. But he is here to interview me today. So welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast, Nathaniel. How are you? I'm so excited to finally be on, Jackie. It's just been like a long time coming. I know. And I am so stoked that you're here. I totally agree. This has been such a long time coming. Um, we actually first connect. We launched our podcast at the same time. Like, yeah, I think you beat me by like four weeks, which okay, maybe. puts at puts us at fifty weeks ago. And that, you have right? like two hundred episodes more than I do, so you've been in overhaul mode the last year. I but, went daily for the first two hundred, and that I was know. a little insane. But I had to do it because I really felt like, and I'm I'm impressed that you've been able to maintain your show for as long as you have. But I really felt like I needed to do the daily show. Th- thing schedule thing to keep myself like to hold myself accountable um kind of like doing a daily workout routine instead of a weekly one mm-hmm. you do the weekly one it's so easy to just forget it for a, know. you know like oh, i'll take yep. the week off but yep. you do the daily one you start holding yourself accountable and you start i don't know i couldn't i couldn't stop i can't even imagine i mean props to you good job you've done an amazing job with it and i mean it's all i can do to keep up with one a week or every two weeks. So, um, and I know that you're busy, so I'm so grateful that you agreed to take the time to do this. And to be honest, I'm a little nervous about this for some reason. I may or may not have a beer in my hand right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you're not the only one drinking because you mentioned that before. And so I made myself a drink to, to, to go along with it, but, um, why are you nervous? Um, I think it's because I respect your show so much and what you do. And you're so good at interviewing. And here I am like, 
on my own show with my listeners and I'm going to be interviewed by you. And I don't know, it's just kind of a strange thing. But well, the honor is mine to be here because again, like I had you on so long ago, we've been able to connect. We need, we've been able to hang out in person mm-hmm. um, and become friends through travel media, through podcasting, through sort of a, a lot of mutual interests. And it's like I said, it's been a long time coming, coming on the show. I've been looking forward to it. And so I don't know, maybe I'm feeling a little nervous here too as well, because it's like, we've been talking about this for probably a year, but we've been waiting for the right time or the right topic or the right opportunity. And of course, I'm honored to be the person that gets to interview you on your own show. Come on. That's like the ultimate, that's the ultimate compliment. I know. I don't even know when that's been done before. So I'm glad that you're happy about it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Okay. This is All your right. show. Let yeah. So this is supposed to be about how I started my travel business. So I'm just going to kind of let you, I guess, take it away. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, yeah, let's, let's ask the question I always ask on my show to open it up. Um, Jackie, for anybody that's listening that's just jumped in that doesn't even know who you are, let's cover those bases and then slide into where travel fits in. So where are you from and when did you get started traveling? Wow. Okay. Um, I am from, that's, that's an interesting question. I have actually moved around a lot lately because, and lately I mean like the last 12 years, that's about when I started traveling. Um, I was fresh out of high school with a passion to learn Spanish and went to Costa Rica to study abroad as soon as I could. Um, which meant I was 18 and I lived there for a year, learned Spanish, did that whole thing and was completely addicted to it. And so that turned into another year of study abroad in Italy where I learned Italian. Um, and I kind of just kept going with the passion for language and let that continue to take me around the world. Um, so I guess originally I am from, I'm from the West coast. I'm from California originally. And I went to school in and out of Reno, Nevada, and I say in and out because I don't feel like they really claim me. I studied abroad and I was in Montana and all over the place. So, but my degree says Nevada. Um, it was in Spanish and Italian. Go figure, which I think is amazing because I actually use it all the time. Um, and so there was that, that kind of motivation to that, that allowed me. It was actually kind of a, a means to an end of getting through university. I just kept studying abroad and learning languages and, and that really, I mean, once I started, I could not be stopped. I did everything in my power to continue to travel, to figure out how I could keep it going, being someone who, you know, put myself through school and had to work and save and all of that jazz. So here's what's interesting about what you just said to me, at least, is that you sort of initially struggled to define exactly where it was you were from. You're from the <laughs> West Coast. That's yeah. in like a massive place. California, okay, one of the biggest states. Uh, and then to go to school, then you're like, okay, I'm from California. And then I went to school in Reno. So it's like we still haven't exactly zeroed in on exactly where you're from or who you are. <laughs> but here's the other interesting thing is that they say that for every language you speak, you live a, another life. Right. And I feel like that's something maybe we've talked about before, but I know that rings true with you. So here's here's the interesting Mm -hmm. question I want to ask you before we get into uh, maybe the more nuts and bolts is uh, if is is there a relationship between this sort of hesitation to admit where you're from and uh, and this idea that you could go out and explore the world, learn different languages and find new lives for yourself? Yes, actually. Um, 
and I haven't even looked at it that way before, but I have always felt the strange sense of not necessarily belonging anywhere. Um, when I, I mean, I, I said I grew up in California. I grew up in Tahoe City, Lake Tahoe, um, until I was like 10. We moved to, to the Nevada side and I lived there for like seven years. I was in and out of school um, in Reno. I was in, I've been in Montana three times, most recently for the last four years, which is like forever um, for me. But I know that like when I went abroad um, and when I lived in, you know, Costa Rica and Italy, I created a life there, you know, and I felt like I belonged there. And that happens to me so often when I travel. Um, I like to say that my favorite place to call home stateside, I always, I always say that, um, or clarify that, I guess, is Montana. That's the place that I feel like I fit in the best on, you know, in this country. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like being, you know, a citizen of the world. I love traveling and I feel just as comfortable and just as at home on the road or maybe even more so than I do, you know, in one place for, for a long time. Yeah. So it's like Bozeman's been your home for a little while there in Montana and it's where you've been living. It's where your friends are. It's where some of your family is, but it's, it's like, I guess it's, that's kind of like maybe your geographical center, but I'm wondering where your personal center is. Like, how do you define home? (laughs) I'm going to go back to saying that I actually, I don't even know when I started saying this sometime in early college, but I always say home is where the toothbrush is. Um, And I get that specific because literally that's something you're going to use every day. I mean, I hope you would. And it's not something you're going to forget to pack. Like you're going to bring that, you know. And so wherever it is that night that you're sleeping, that's home. (laughs) You know, I think that like I love that statement because it's both sort of inspiring for anybody that's listening in terms of like having a traveler's mindset and applying that to wherever you are to try to find comfort, even in maybe uncomfortable positions. But for you, it's like it takes a special kind of person to want that to be home. Right. And so, so like, I think that's really interesting. When did you realize maybe along the way here that that was what you wanted, that you didn't want home to be the stationary place that you wanted to be able to find home anywhere that you brought your toothbrush. I think it was actually when I first returned home, I'm saying that with quotes that you can't see in the air. Um, (laughs) from Costa Rica the first time that I studied abroad because when I got back I went to my parents house which is what we do I lost we meaning you know lost travelers we all end up at our parents house at some point um but I I got back and I ended up I I lasted three weeks and I was out because I couldn't I I realized then that my life really wasn't going to be the same as it was before um, that I had changed and I didn't want to just go back to the same normalcy that I had had in the past. And so I think that was the first time that I really realized it. It wasn't necessarily abroad. You know, it was actually when I got back and and realized I was so uncomfortable, I had to get moving again. You know, you said on my show that you took that flight home from Costa Rica kicking and screaming. Yes. And you've probably said that on this show too before because I love that that <laughs> phrasing. It's so perfect. Um, but, you know, it's like, I don't know, it, it, to, to have that experience and to, to feel that way about yourself and to say, oh my God, I'm learning more about myself in this process. 
of being abroad, of being in a foreign environment, of being outside of my comfort zone, that when I get back and I return to the sort of definition that I had for myself back home, I, to me, it, it's that's where the addiction lies. It's 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 like no, I want to learn more. I want to yeah. find out more. I want to push myself further. I want to see the world because the more I see of the world, the more I'm going to learn about myself. Exactly. And uh, yeah, and so so that becomes like a really strong desire, but it also begins to sort of control the decisions that you make around your mm-hmm. lifestyle, around how you're going to make an income, about how you're going to support these travels, and then that becomes like the big question that we all talk about. Uh, especially on, you know, podcasts and blogs about budget travel mm-hmm. or about, you know, uh, lifestyle businesses and all of this stuff. So let's get into that then. Like, I want to ask you about at what point then did this love of travel begin to be something that you could see as a way to support yourself as like a career or as a freelancing model? You know, it took a long time because I didn't know that it was really an option. Um, I mean, I say like, I'm a, you know, I'm a blogger now, but I didn't know that existed before. Um, I had a blog starting in 2008 and it was for, you know, my mom and (laughs) my family and friends. And, um, and I know that I had, you know, a few readers, but that was all it was. It was just to, you know, make sure that they knew I was okay. And it wasn't any kind of professional decision at all. It was more just to document my trips. And, um, I guess, about in 2010, I would say. So this is well into, I mean, I'd already been traveling for like seven years. And when I say that, I don't mean nonstop. Obviously, I, I come in, I just, I came and went a lot and I had odd jobs in between. Um, I always kind of figured it out. But in 2010, it kind of hit me that I had been gaining almost, it was like almost a following. It was more like an interest. There had been people Everyone I like everyone I knew and all of their friends knew that I was the girl who traveled and they would come to me from the far corners of the earth with their questions. Let me ask you, how did that make you feel at that point? Oh, I loved it because I love talking about travel and I love that other people want to travel like I do. You know, I, I thought that that was that was like the greatest thing. And if I could help them get there awesome. It would make my day, you know? And so once I started realizing that, or I kind of just connecting in my head that, well, hey, maybe there's something here. All these people are asking me questions. And for me, they were easy questions, easy things to answer. Like, well, where did you get your backpack? Or how do I get a passport? You know, they started really simple. Or how did you find a flight? Or what did you do when you got there? You know, just things that they got kind of increasingly more detailed. But I kind of thought, you know, it, it takes a long time to talk to talk to one person one on one about travel. And it makes my day when I do it. I love it. I love to sit down over a cup of coffee or whatever it is. And just let's talk about your trip. What do you need? What can I help you with? Like, let's do it. But it takes so long. And only one person is benefiting from that at a time. And so that's when I had the idea sometime in 2010 um, that I could write a book. That was the first thing that I thought of was, OK, I'm going to write a book and lay all this stuff out. And I started taking notes about all of the questions, you know, taking mental notes, writing everything down, basically, um, about all the questions that people would be asking me over the last couple of years. And I had an outline, like a rough outline. I used to be really good at writing research papers, um, like a like a rough <laughs> research outline for this book in like no time. And so I started writing it because why not? Um, and so that was the that was the first thing. And I didn't even think 
oh, I want to be an author. Um, I mean, kind of that that went along with it. But really, I was thinking, if I can get this book into people's hands, it'll answer their questions, you know, and they'll be one step closer to traveling. And that's what I wanted. I didn't even see it as as a real moneymaker. And I still don't. (laughs) Um, But, you know, not for sustainability, but to just to be able to get that information out there that I thought there was a, a, a gap in the marketplace for it. You know, I couldn't find another book like it. And so I wanted to write it. So what sort of opportunities did that open up for you? Once you put this book out, did anything change? Whoa. Yeah. Things changed before I even got the book out, actually. Um, I I knew a guy, an acquaintance who approached me once. So I had started another business um, doing web design on the side. Well, I shouldn't say on the side because that was like my main business at the time. But um, I was at this event for that. And this guy approached me and said, hey, do you know anything about affiliate marketing? And I mean, I was like, no, I actually, I don't know if I've even ever heard that term before. I don't know what it is. And for whatever reason, he decided that he wanted to sit down with me over coffee and explain some things about it because he, he could see that I would benefit from that in this web design business. So we went to coffee and basically that changed everything because while he's sitting here explaining to me what affiliate marketing was and how I could use that for my business, my mind was going off about how I could actually use that for a travel business that I didn't even have yet. Okay. But, so yeah. can I can I pause you? Because yeah. anybody listening that doesn't know what affiliate marketing is now needs at least a brief example without boring them. Yes. Do you want me to explain it? No, I can do it. Go for it. <laughs> so for example, if I am... the One of the biggest questions I get is, you know, about my backpack. Um, Where do I get my backpack? So for example, if I write um, a post about my backpack and say, you know what, this is what it is. This is where I got it. And I'm going to include a link right here for convenience. If you click through that link and you purchase anything, then I'm going to get a commission. And there's no extra cost to the end consumer. It's basically a, a setup between businesses and what they call affiliates so that you can promote the same things with the same interest um, and that would it just basically essentially uh, extends their sales team a little bit and you get a kickback for it because you're helping them out. Exactly. That, do you so, think that's a good explanation? I do. I do. I mean, it's almost as if the internet has democratized sales commissions for anyone that wants to go out, put a book out there that grows their authority so that they become this sort of person that's sitting in the chair that can say, this is a great backpack. You might want to listen to me. And people will say, okay, great. And then they'll use your link, click over, make a purchase, and you get a small kickback for that. And all you have to do is tell the truth about the stuff that you love and get paid for it. Exactly. And there's definitely a trust factor at play here because, I mean, I guess anyone could go and sign up for these things. But if nobody trusts you, if you don't have a that platform, you know, where, you know, I've been traveling for years and this is a tried and true product. This is what I use and I truly recommend it then you know you have a reason to listen to me because of that. Okay, so you're having this conversation with this guy at this conference. He explains affiliate marketing to you. you the gears in your head are spinning really fast. What then were the first steps that you took to actually taking all of this theory and starting a business that could make you money? So I left for Nicaragua the next day. and <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just I love that. Uh, so I went and I traveled. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I could not stop thinking about this. So the whole week basically without internet, I was, my mind was reeling with possibilities. And I was thinking about names of of what I could call it. Because at this point, I knew I wanted to start a blog. 
Um, and so literally in the, I believe it was the Houston airport on my way back through, as soon as my, um, phone was able to get internet again, you know, service, whatever, because I'd been out of the country. I went and I bought the budgetmindedtraveler.com, <laughs> the domain name. And that was that was the first thing. And then I started writing and I started with um I started with a lot of the topics that I had written about in my book, which we have to go back to that because my book is still not out at this point yet. So um, and basically, long story short, within one month from having met um, my friend, he's he's a great friend of mine now. We're in a mastermind together and everything. His name's Pete. Um, he from 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 that first meeting with him, it was one month till I launched my blog. So I did it really fast, but it's because I was like, "Whoa, amazing idea! I'm doing this. No one's stopping me. Boom, boom, boom. Let's do it. Let's get out Good. the door. I'm I'm yeah. on fire." So. I love it. And sometimes that's how it has to happen. Sometimes you need to do a daily podcast just to push yourself over the edge. Sometimes you need to get your idea out of you as fast as you can so that it exists out there to get feedback on so that you know where you can take it, how it's working, whether this is going to be an idea that people like or people, you know, don't like. Uh, And for so many people, I think they just keep it inside and they let they let it sit and sit for months and months. Right. And on that note, one of the things that I did, I definitely want to share this because um, I think this is one of the most practical pieces of advice that that comes around this whole thing. When people ask me about, you know, if if they're considering starting a blog or something like that, the the one piece of advice that I give people is listen to, and I know you're you're gonna laugh because you have listened to this too, but is listen to the Smart Passive Income podcast <laughs> by Pat Flynn because that's what Pete introduced me to, and so I spent that first time not you know that first the first actually several months, but right at the beginning. I threw myself into researching online business because I wanted it to be a business. I didn't want to just start a travel blog and like have, you know, the occasional few people read it. I wanted to know what was going to make it work. And so I started listening to the Smart Passive Income podcast and I dedicated myself to it. I mean, I consumed that thing and I took notes and I started out on the right foot with my blog, you know, for example, like with these affiliate links in place in the first place, like from the get go, which is why today, just over two years later, this blog is the only thing that I'm doing. I don't have to have my web design business anymore. Love it. Okay. So we're going to get to that transition. But first, okay. you, you put the blog out there, you put the website up, right? Everything's mm-hmm. there. You've got affiliate links. You've got your book eventually. Mm-hmm. What was the first dollar for you? <laughs> oh, the first the first dollar, okay, the first tangible dollar, like I actually got a check in the mail for this. Um, and this is this is so silly. I'm going to admit this though. Um, so Bluehost, which is my hosting platform, it's very popular. Do you use Bluehost? I do for some of the websites that I build. Yeah, so Bluehost is a popular hosting platform. Um, and they have an affiliate <laughs> program. And I signed up for it and then I signed myself up with it (laughs) because you're allowed to do that on Bluehost on some of them it doesn't work like that but on Bluehost you can and so 
that was actually the first dollar that I made was my my own commission on my own domain or hosting I account, I guess. Through. I love it. But how many people open up websites on Bluehost or on any, you know, do business online and don't take advantage of the fact that some of these programs allow you to do that? I didn't even actually realize they let you do that. They do. And that is exactly why all the way at the beginning, Pete said, hey, do you know about affiliate marketing? Because I was doing web design. So I'm literally the person setting people up on these things. And I didn't know that that was an option. And that's why he wanted to tell me about it. And that's when I took the tangent and went with travel instead. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right. So then uh, in, in terms of it becoming a business for you and affiliate, you know, affiliate marketing or... Uh, your book, uh, at what point then did it begin to do well enough for you that you realized you could sustain the the lifestyle that you were aiming to build for yourself? That's a complicated question. I, I feel like I need mm-hmm. to break that up because what we've done so far in this, in this thing is that we realized that you want more out of life and that mm-hmm. there's this sort of desire to build a life around travel. And then you figured out that there is actually a way to do that through blogging, through marketing, through writing and selling products, right? Like online, the internet can facilitate this dream to see the world. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. at, uh, uh, at what point did this then become a reality for you that let you feel like you could say, okay, I can let go all of my web design clients. I don't have to take on that kind of work anymore and I can go full bore into this lifestyle of travel. Uh, Really recently, actually. Um, About almost exactly two years in to the blog, which is really fast in the blog world. So, um, and I recognize that. When When I started... The thing that I kept hearing was, if you're not in it for the long run, you know, if you, if you don't expect to make any money for the first until, you know, three or three to five years out. Um, but I was in it. I was dedicated 110%. And I knew that if I continued it, it would get there no matter what. Um, because it's, a, it's just, it's tried and true. And if you're good at what you do, it's going to come through. And if you write epic content, it's going to get found, you know? And so I believed basically in myself, how cliche is that? But anyway, I really did. And I knew it was going to work. But this year, beginning of the summer, um, is really when I started passing on my web design projects. Um, cause I didn't, I don't have time for them anymore because, uh, it, it may seem like all we do is travel and talk about rainbows and coffee and beer, but it's it's so not true. I mean, there's so much work that goes along with this business and I am slammed and I would way rather take a pay cut. I mean, this is not a lucrative business, but I would way rather take a pay cut and focus on the things that I'm really, really passionate about that I know is going to build my future than do things just on the side that that just drain me, really. See, all right, that's a really interesting statement because most people who are thinking about their work and their income and their future, they're tying all of those together and they're thinking, I need to save for retirement. I need to save for, you know, kids. I need to save for all of this stuff. And then so then, you know, building uh, or financing or affording the lifestyle of, of your future That's a different thing. But for what you're saying is that you're able because the lifestyle that you want to set up this travel lifestyle, it's less expensive to this is this is, I think, maybe the the disconnect. But this is the point when people say and people in travel writing or blogging or on these podcasts say it can be cheaper to live on the road. It can be cheaper to travel than to live at home. I think this is what they mean. Does that sound right? You're able to take that pay cut because you can afford to do so because you're living a travel lifestyle. 
Well, yeah. And at this point, yes, I am. By the time this goes live, yes, I am on the road. Um, but me, I mean, keep in mind, I haven't been for the past, you know, basically four years with just some travels here and there. However, that the whole idea behind, you know, the budget minded traveler, and this is why I, you know, I practice what I preach, you know, is because saving, I mean, for, for travel, it kind of, it starts in your everyday experience. It starts in your lifestyle, if that makes sense, you know? I mean, I've made a huge point over the years to not collect bills and not be in debt of any kind. Um, you know, no car payments. I have an old truck and I love it. And it is right now on a road trip with me. <laughs> it's getting me there. You know, it's, it's cutting down, it's cutting out the things that I don't need so that I can focus on what I do need. And I need travel in my life. I need it. Stuff owns you, experiences grow you. And if you just want to pursue that life, that, that life that's waiting for you, then uh, I, I don't know. I feel like you really do need to pare down on the things that hold you back. And more often than not, those are material things or they're the bills or that it's, that, it's those uh, uh, subscription payments to Comcast or something, right? Mm-hmm. Or rent. Oh, my gosh. I mean, rent. how could so many people are like, how can you afford to travel? It's like, well, what if you didn't have to pay rent? Could you afford to travel? And all of a sudden... Mm-hmm. You know, if staying for free in uh, 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 home sits or, uh, you know, just yeah. staying for like $10 a night at a hostel becomes a reality for you, then you're actually spending less on the road than you might at home. Oh, totally. And you're not. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a it's such a different world. The things that you pay for are so different because you can you can cut down a lot of things. You know, you're not going to pay for gas if you're on the road or you can cut out your phone line or your car insurance or whatever it is. There's so many things you can suspend. Um, and I know we've gotten into that in a couple of different episodes on this podcast, the specifics of, of how how much things cost. Um, but I know that that life isn't isn't for everyone. I mean, it. I want it. Um, but I also think that, you know, I started this blog with a home base and I was only taking two weeks to a month trips at a time. And so it's not like you have to be a nomad to to attain this this kind of lifestyle like or to be a travel blogger, really. But you do have to be over the top committed and willing to spend a lot of time on your computer. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Well, I mean, one of the things that I'll point out that's funny is that you let go of this full time self-employed gig of doing web design to set up a business in travel because that was the thing you couldn't escape. That was Mm -hmm. sort of the work that you were doing, that people were seeing you as the expert and you were loving the way that felt. That's why I asked you that question because Mm -hmm. doing the web design work, Jackie, you could do that anywhere. You could take that on the road. You Mm -hmm. could do that on the road trip that you're on right now, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't fulfilling you. That that work, I know because we've talked about this. You don't don't enjoy doing as much as you enjoy uh, travel writing, as much as you enjoy the sort of – the the content production that exists within travel media. Right. Which is multifaceted. I mean, here we are on a podcast right now and this is, we get to call this work. (laughs) It's true. I love it. (laughs) I I really do love it. I mean, I love, I love getting into this, getting to meet people, connecting over uh, online and using these tools uh, as a way to sort of not just make money, but uh, actually enjoy the things that we do. Um, Mm -hmm. So let me ask you then real quick, uh, about the business, how do you define the business that you have now? I know it's a blog and whatnot, but like, can you just define like who is your customer and how does it make money? Really simple. 
Yeah. So I try to target. I'm going to go deep right here. <laughs> um, I try to target Americans, which is helpful because this is where I live and that's, you know, the people who find me. But I really think that this country as a whole needs more people to leave and come back, you know, and to, to travel, get your passport, go experience something, come back, see how it changes you and how that affects your life and those people around you. And so that's who I'm trying to target. Really, it's 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 Americans. I know that's very broad, um, but there are a lot of people out there who need help with travel. And I totally get that because it's not something that in our society is mainstream. I mean, if you look at Australia, for example, you see a whole bunch of 18, 19, 20 year olds who what they do is they leave. They do the gap year thing. And I know that people in the States kind of have heard of a gap year. They know what it is, but it's not common. It's not a common term. It's not something that everyone does in Australia everyone travels. They have travel agencies like old school everywhere with all sorts of um, deals and, you know, tours and options and things that are being thrown in people's faces all the time. And we don't have that here. I mean, yeah, there's a ton of stuff to see within the United States. And so I get that. And I I mean, I totally agree with that. And I know a lot of people are road trippers or they, they try to see as much as they can of the States. But I'm really, really trying to focus on getting people out of this country, like go abroad and see the world and see what what, you know, find out what what I want to say the the you that's waiting for you out there. And so what I'm trying to do is just help people to find that. And it takes a lot. There's a lot of steps to it and people approach it differently. And so I'm trying to, you know, kind of help everybody meet them where they are. What is it that you need? Do you need help finding a flight? Okay, great. Let me help you with that. Do you need help finding a backpack? Do you need help packing? Do you need help choosing a destination? What is it that you need? Like, I want to try and provide that for you so that you can get there faster. Love that. All right. So, cause for me, travel, it kind of breaks down into three simple processes, right? You're dreaming to go somewhere. That's one. Uh, then you, uh, are actually planning to go, like you're buying your ticket. You're trying to figure out what backpack to use. You're trying to figure out, uh, what your itinerary is going to be. And then there's the experiencing bit, which is the actual travel. Um, that is where sort of all the inspiration lies. I love that part. That's kind of where I like to hang out mm-hmm. and work within the sort of inspiration to send that back up the pipeline of like anybody that might be dreaming. Well, here's the inspiration. That's maybe how I operate on my show doing my thing. But you and what you do differently is that you are sort of attacking all three of those different phases and breaking down all of the different barriers that exist through information and information comes in the form of free blog posts or videos or inspiration or podcasts or all of these things. And then you're targeting your customer who hopefully clicks through, uses your website as a resource Mm -hmm. and generates you income through the purchase of products because they're using your links. And that's Mm -hmm. really, really cool if they do. Um, and, uh, and you know, maybe buying your book or, or anything else that you might be putting out as a, as a product or a course. Yeah. And it's it's a hard model. And I would understand why a lot of people would be afraid of it because it's really risky. I mean, you start out with nothing and it takes a long time to build anything. Um, And it might not ever happen. I mean, there are a lot of people who give up because it doesn't happen for them, you know, which is why I say you have to be over the top dedicated to doing this if you're going to do it. 
um, which I am really proud to say that I am because I just, I need it in my life, you know, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, we are providing, and you know this cause you do the same thing. We are providing free information to people. And so if, if there's a chance that we can get a kickback from that, that's amazing. And it takes a lot to add up, you know, just as well as I do. Um, I definitely do. But, but the thing is, Jackie, you've done it faster than most, I think. I have, at least I know. I've been watching you go and you've put a lot into it, um, but you're also, you, you're a little shrewd about some of the decisions you make. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if anybody's listening and, and they want to get into this, Jackie does have, in my eyes, authority on this. You'd be a good person to ask these questions to. Um, not just about travel, but about how to going about making a living around travel. So let me ask you that then, Jackie. What Mm -hmm. advice do you have for others who want to make a living around travel? And this is going to come out and I think hmm, the the way that you're going to do it is going to be different from mine. And this is the beauty of travel is that we are most most travelers. I like to think of uh, are creative people, you know, and there's no one single right way to do it. Even as a travel blogger, I mean, I know so many people in my industry within my same niche and we're all kind of doing it differently. Um, and that's the beauty of online business. So I, and let's see, for practical, practical reasons, I would say, go back to my advice from earlier Um, listen to the Smart Passive Income podcast because that's where I started. Um, And that kind of sets up really a a good like guided kind of like a pathway for you where you start and you say, look, can you really talk about this subject for days and days and days and years? Like, can you really talk about it? Do you really know about it? Okay, if you find one that you like, you're probably good to go. But be careful with that because it really has to be something you're super passionate about and that you can share with people about. And I think one of the bottom lines is that you want that if if you're focused on the money, it's not going to work. But if you're focused on sharing your passion and, you know, helping people get there, it will come back to you and it is going to work. And so that was kind of a long roundabout answer. Um, But I, I do think that it's possible if you believe in your subject, whatever it is, enough. And I mean, in this case, if it's travel, you know, what is it about travel that you can bring to the table that's going to be different from the next person? It's a lot of hard work and you can hear that in your voice. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you don't want that to, to be lost on what you're trying to say, I can tell. Um, but I think it, the interesting thing is, is that what you're talking about is, is leveraging your expertise on a topic that people need help with. Right. So much so that they will pay for it. They don't have to pay you directly, although that's the easiest way of going about business. Maybe they need to pay for equipment. Maybe they need to pay for a book. Maybe they need to pay for something that you can recommend to them. And if so, mm-hmm. maybe there's a commission to be earned there. Mm-hmm. Yep. You just have That's to figure, yeah, figure those things out. They they add up after a while, but it <laughs> takes a lot of traffic, takes a lot of readers, you know. Yeah. So you don't have, we don't have to be talking about doing a travel blog either. I mean, this could be a right. blog mm-hmm. about farming, right? And like mm-hmm. you're you're helping people recommend the right farm equipment to use. I mean, it could be about anything. So it's like, what is the expertise that you love that you want to pursue? And if this model makes sense to you, and this might open doors for you to be able to go and work from anywhere, then there's your opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. But don't take it lightly because it is a lot of work. 
And you definitely want to find something that you have a unique angle on. I think that's important. So how was that, Jackie? I feel like uh, this is your own show. I don't, I, I feel awkward wrapping up your own show. <laughs> Anything else you'd like me to ask you? <laughs> um, gosh, that was pretty good for being totally unscripted and off the cuff. So, but I knew that I knew you would come through. That's why I picked you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Actually, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was, it was. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I've been your host, Nathaniel Boyle. <laughs> I love it. All right. There you have it. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview, courtesy of Nathaniel Boyle from the Daily Travel Podcast. Thank you again to Nathaniel. I think he did a great job for being thrown in to host someone else's show. He's kind of a rock star for that. So, <laughs> um, Notes from today's episode will be at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 54. And I will put a link to Nathaniel's show there as well in case you want to check that out. And if you are interested in checking out my book that we talked about so much today, if you haven't already, you can find it on Amazon. It's called The Aspiring Traveler's Handbook, A Preparation Guide to International Travel. And there is a quick link for it. You can go to thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash Amazon. And that will take you straight to the book. And guess what? That is an affiliate link. So thank you in advance if you purchase anything through that link. Every little bit helps without costing you anything extra as you have learned today from this interview. So thank you again for tuning in. That's it for today. I will see you guys in the next episode.